Hey, hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy New Year. Actually, Happy New Year's Eve. We waited 364 days for this moment. My name is Phil. I'm your host, and welcome to Inane, a podcast about nothing in particular. Now, I'll tell you something, man. It's been a while since I tried starting a new podcast. Almost all the good names now are taken, and multiple times, too. Now, I got to tell you something. If you don't have a podcast... This is never a good idea. How's anyone going to find you when there are three or four podcasts named Pointless or eight more named Aimless? Made me feel like an unoriginal idiot. I'm like, look, I got a great idea. I got a great name for the show. Pointless. I'm a genius. Actually, no, you're not. So I didn't want to do that. I just kept looking for a name that... Here's the thing. Let me get some incidentals out of the way before I waste what's probably going to be the next 30 minutes of your life. This is not my first podcast. I've produced four or five of these before, and all but the very first one had a specific topic. Over time, when you do these shows, I began to loathe doing them because I couldn't talk about anything else without some asshole complaining. Boy, you should stick to food. Stick to what you know. Stick to sports nutrition. Stick to movies. (laughs) Hey, Stick it up your ass. How's that? It became boring over time. But it's been years since I did this, and I miss doing it. I need it back in my life, so I figured, what the hell? Let's produce a show that doesn't have a point, that goes nowhere. Give people a meal that satisfies them, but they're not going to remember eating it tomorrow. So this show is kind of like chewing on a wet rag for half an hour. You might burp afterward, but it's not really going to remind you of anything. I named it Inane for a reason. (laughs) Well, that and the fact that Pointless was taken. I'm probably going to curse on this show. I curse in real life. Not all the time. Never when it's inappropriate. But when the dialogue calls for me to interject the S word or the F word, you know, with apologies to my fairly vast vocabulary, fuck it. If cursing offends you, You're not going to hurt my feelings by turning this off, unsubscribing, and forgetting all about it. Just do me a favor. Don't send me any horseshit emails or comments about my language. I'm sure you noticed the little E tag on the podcast that stands for explicit, not educational. However, you know, it might be a little educational for you to learn some new dirty words if they're not part of your daily vernacular. I want to talk about things that are on my mind. Maybe current events. I'm going to talk about sports, beer, spirits, coffee, a lot about coffee, movies, books, TV shows, anything. I'll talk about food. Maybe sometimes more than others. I like food. I'll talk about relationships, fishing, camping, basically whatever I feel like talking about. I won't be talking about politics or Oprah or my feelings or your feelings I say I'm not going to talk about politics. I'm going to talk about COVID today, and somehow that's political, which is stupid. I'm going to try to keep you entertained. But in the meantime, I'm going to entertain myself. If you listen to my life as a foodie, you'll know that I put a lot of prep, a lot of show prep went into that show. Well, maybe don't get your hopes up here. You know, my goal is to freeball this thing and, and get a show out once a week, and the less prep I have to do, the more likely it's going to be that I could accomplish that goal. 
So anyone who doesn't know me, uh, I'm 55. I live in Southern California. Uh, I have a creative job. I enjoy being outdoors, hiking, camping, cycling, running. I like to cook, read, uh, watch movies, mostly documentaries. I'm a huge sports fan. I'll watch anything. I root for the Dodgers, the Angels, and the Yankees, unless they're playing the Dodgers. I also root for the Niners, Seahawks, Ducks, and the Warriors. Here's the difference, though. I don't care if the team that I'm rooting for loses. I don't lose sleep over it, and I appreciate the passion of people who do. But I lost that part of my soul years ago. No one in the Dodgers organization feels horrible for me or throws a shoe across the room when I have a bad day at work. And one more thing about me. If I don't laugh at myself at least once a day, I've failed at life. I believe that if, if you don't laugh, you're hopeless. So, that's all done. Let's talk about 2020, shall we? What a piece of shit. This is one of those years that, you know, at the end of every year, sometime in December, they start running these best of lists, like best movies of 2020, best moments of 2020, best fill in the blank, whatever. I don't know what the hell you could even put on that list this time. I mean, what was there to celebrate? We've lost nearly 350,000 people to COVID. Maybe that we didn't lose more than that. Does that qualify? The year started well enough. Things are going good. But by March, the ship hit an iceberg, sunk in the sea. More stories of police brutality, Black Lives Matter, protesters, marches, unemployment, businesses closing, restaurants closed here in L.A. It's nasty. Fires. So many deaths. Personally, I lost four people close to me this year. None to COVID, but horrible. Horrible year of loss. Politics dominated the news. The election was crazy, but post-election was even crazier. I mean, we're talking batshit level crazy. I like to be positive. Look, I like to find the silver lining in anything. But this really challenged my positive outlook on life. I think these lockdowns have inspired people to create more. They're cooking at home more. They're reading more spending more time with their families, doing improvements to their home, maybe even being a bit more introspective and improving themselves in a lot of ways. So, there, you know, there's just some best of moments. But if I have to say what the highlight of 2020 is, midnight tonight, New Year's Eve, when the clock strikes midnight, so long, 2020. For those of you who don't live in Southern California, we've got these seasonal winds that usually kick up around October and they finish usually by November 1st. They're called Santa Ana winds. It's a really warm weather system and it blows warm air all over the place, sometimes at really high speeds, like 40 miles an hour, higher sometimes. And it also, it's also uh, fire season. We actually have a fire season. (laughs) Isn't that stupid? Warm winds, plus sparks, and dry grass, you got yourself a nice cocktail that will burn down your city. But then usually it's over by Halloween, it gets cooler, and we enjoy some fall weather. Not this time. These damn things lasted all fall, right into the winter, burned all over the state. I mean, at some point, it seemed like the whole state was on fire. 
And it's got a lot of people that I know thinking about moving out of state. And I read that the state now is aware of this and they're threatening to enact these capital gains taxes on anybody who sells property and moves out of the state. California, they'll tax the shit out of you just to live here to begin with. Now they're going to tax you when you leave. (laughs) Nice. Oh, what a wonderful state. Sports, probably the biggest highlight for most people. It was shut down for months. Once everything started, we didn't even have a uh, March Madness. But Major League Baseball, the NHL, and the NBA figured out a way to have a season, finish the season, and then have a postseason. So we were treated to a Stanley Cup, NBA Finals, and then a World Series. Now football's closing things out, and we should have a Super Bowl. Same with college football. It feels abnormal, and I know a lot of people are saying how selfish it is of these sports franchises to continue to have games, even without spectators. And they're making very little money, by the way. But these people have to get a grip. Sports is the only thing right now bringing us a sense of normalcy. You can't even go into a movie theater now to escape reality. We have to stay in our homes and watch movies there. And we also have to watch sports in our homes. I just don't understand people who want to marinate in grief. I mean, look, it's fine. If you want a henny penny every day, act like we're in end times, fine. Don't bring me down with you. I prefer to enjoy life. Look, life sucks. It's a fact. Accept it, move on, try to be happy. But you're always going to have these people who aren't happy unless they're unhappy. I'll tell you what drives me batshit, these COVID deniers. First, it was a hoax. Then, eh, it was no worse than the flu. Then, their insistence that masks don't work. Then, the body count starts to rise. And they they start to say, these COVID deaths aren't really COVID deaths. There are other causes of death attributed to COVID so the hospitals can make more money because COVID deaths are worth more. Sickening arguments, every one of them. Now, granted, I'm going to take their side here for a second. The CDC did not get off on the right foot from the start. They said masks hasn't been proven that they work. Only to change course months later and see that the research shows, yeah, they actually do slow down the spread of these particles, especially when you combine it with, you know, keeping a safe distance from other people. People are not going to trust you when you start recanting your opinions. There is a lack of confidence in the government and government agencies to begin with, and it's their fault. Now, back to my side of things. With all that being said, I've got a friend, and I'm not going to call him out here. I'm not going to name him. He knows who he is. He loves to argue about everything. This guy will argue all day long. This has been a field day for him. So much material to work with. He could argue with you for months over this, but he's always been like this. You remember when... uh, Apple came out with the iPod Shuffle. It was this white stick about the size of a pack of gum, and it had a USB plug on the bottom. It was basically a one gigabyte jump drive with an earphone jack, and it had an iPod-type controller on it that allowed you to play, pause, skip, rewind, nettle volume controls, no display. You just simply plugged it into your computer, drag and drop a bunch of MP3 files on it, eject it, 
And now you got a bunch of music in your pocket. This thing was small, light, super simple to use. They were 99 bucks. And if you like to take music with you on your walks or your runs or whatever, it was a real convenient way to do it. It was so small, it took up such little space. Sometimes you couldn't tell you had it in your pocket. So I bought one and I showed it to my friend. You know what he says? I think you wasted your money. What's the difference between that and these MP3 discs that I play in my car? They cost me the price of a blank CD, less than a dollar. And I can put almost as much music on them. I had to stare at him for a bit. I'm like, are you being serious? What's the difference? It's the size of a stick of gum. A CD is the size of a coffee saucer. And you need a CD player that plays MP3 discs to do it your way. And you're not putting that in your pocket. It was the dumbest argument I've ever heard. But that's how he is. And the harder you try to convince him that his argument's wrong, he fights back. And he'll finally give up. He'll say, well, I have a right to my opinion. (laughs) That's true. I just hope that doesn't get you in trouble. I thought about it. This might make for an interesting superhero character. Argue man. Stick with me on this. Can you imagine if the Avengers... And before I go any further, let me be clear. I'm not into superheroes or any of these movie franchises. But let's say that the Avengers, they've got this friend who likes to hang out all the time, can't get rid of them. Somehow they're joined by this guy. He's so convinced that his ability to argue just about anything is somehow a superpower. He calls himself Argue Man. And he's wearing, you know, he's wearing the tights with the underpants on the outside, the skid marks. Get logo on his chest, this angry shouting old man pointing a finger at you, like Uncle Sam, but angry. And he thinks he's going to save the world from bad decisions. So the U.S. is under threat by an evil mastermind who's threatening to destroy the country with a nuclear bomb. And the Avengers are getting their plan together to stop him. Enter Argue Man, who overhears the conversation and starts in with his bullshit. Who says nuclear power is a bad thing? I've never seen any scientific studies that prove that plutonium is bad for the environment. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Have you read a paper in the last 70 years? Did you not see the devastation to Nagasaki or Hiroshima? Remember Three Mile Island? Was it Three Mile? Two Mile? Three Mile Island. I don't remember. I don't read newspapers. I don't believe anything the mainstream media has to say. And they argue with this dimwit for two hours, who won't admit that he's on a bad take until he finally gives up. He says, well, I have a right to my opinion. And just as he says that, the bomb is detonated. Half the country's wiped out. Argue man. He's here to waste everyone's time and let everything fall to shit because, well, he's got a right to his opinion. People lost their fucking minds over these lockdowns. They're taking away our freedoms. Dude, they're trying to save your life. I'm going to throw some examples of people who want to argue this bullshit. I read this online. It was great. Flu kills on average 20 to 50,000 people a year here. We have vaccines and medications for that. Car accidents, 30 to 40,000 deaths annually in the U.S. We have all kinds of government restrictions on seatbelts, speed limits, Uh, safety on how cars are built, alcohol-related deaths, 80 to 90,000 a year. 
We have laws against underage drinking, drinking and driving, all that stuff. Drug overdoses, 60 to 70,000 deaths annually. There are so many drug laws here, it would make your head spin. The bottom line is that we always make laws to try to stop things that are trying to kill us. We always put regulations in place that try to curb the things that make it dangerous to live here. Hell, look, go to any public pool or shared community pool here in the state of California. I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but out here, you'll see a sign on every gate that says, if you have had diarrhea in the last 14 days, you may not enter this pool. And you know why they made that law? Because, and this must have happened a lot, for a while, people were going to a community pool while they were suffering from Montezuma's revenge or some other kind of stomach issue, lost control of their bowels in the pool and dumped a heavy dose of poop soup right in the right in the pool. Not only is that disgusting to even imagine happening, but imagine if you were in the pool when it happened. Now, you might be a crap swimmer, but I guarantee you, you're turning into Michael Phelps as you race your ass away from that spreading pool of human waste. It's not just unsafe for people to be exposed to it, but when someone drops a deuce, or in this case, a full deck, into a pool, the pool has to be drained, then cleaned and sanitized. The health department has to come out, do their testing to confirm that there's no more bacteria there. Then you've got to refill the pool, dump large amounts of chlorine and other treatments that are required before you can even open it back up to the public. Now, I don't know what all that costs, but I imagine it's not cheap. But that's just an example of why we have laws. They're there to protect you from getting sick or potentially dead, not to take away your freedoms. So yeah, if you've been pissing through your asshole lately, maybe just stay away from my pool for a while until things are solid. And wear a fucking mask when you go out in public. It's not that much to ask. No one's taking away your freedoms. Stop trying to kill people. You know, I had a friend um, at her, the pool in her complex. This happened while she was there. She wasn't in the pool. She was laying out reading a book. And there was this other woman there with her two kids. And one of these kids shit in the pool. And my friend happened to see it. So she calls out to the woman. She goes, your kid just had an accident right in the pool. You know what the other mother did? She denied that it was her kid that did it. Her kids were the only ones in the pool. Who else could have done that? The shit fairy? It wasn't a flyby by a bird. It was disgusting. That pool was down for like a week and a half. You know, I mentioned the fires. I don't, I don't have any issue with people who are deeply spiritual. Whatever makes you feel better, believe in it. I hope it, if it gives you hope, God bless you. But when they start saying silly shit, like, when it rains, that's the angels in heaven crying. When it rains, it's the angels in heaven crying. These are full-grown adults saying this. I never say anything back to them because, look, I don't want to insult people. Obviously, they believe this. It gives them spiritual hope. But I had to think about it. We have these horrible fires all over the country, mostly here on the West Coast. People burned to death in their homes, in their cars. Massive property loss. Horrifying. 
and we start praying for rain to put these fires out. Now, if their theory is true, wouldn't it rain like cats and dogs when these fires broke out? Isn't there one soul up there who used to live in that area looking down and saying, holy shit, my old house is on fire. I love that house. Oh, now my school's on fire. Don't you think a few buckets of tears would be in order for something like that? No. Now, we've got to sit around for days watching the containment of these fires go from 0% to 1%. Sometimes it takes months to fully contain these fires. So yeah, thanks angels for saving your tears for something more important, like opening day at Yankee Stadium. I'm going to wrap this up here, uh, but before I do, I want to ask a question. When did we get so soft? I started Dude Night in 2005 with Don and Chris 15 years ago, around this time actually. We crossed the line quite a bit. I mean, for Christ's sake, we did a March Madness tournament bracket with celebrity women on it. We were having fun, okay? I'd have laughed if a podcast of women did the same thing with men. In fact, I'm sure that's happened. If I tried that shit today, I'd be canceled before I release a second episode of this podcast. Cancel culture is killing us to the point to where, look, before long, we'll have no culture at all. Comedy is important. Laughing, important. We have to laugh at ourselves. I take no offense to jokes that women make about men. I take no offense to jokes people of color make about white people or white men. I think comedy's comedy and it's important. It's important to laugh. I have no problem laughing at jokes that are funny and make sense. More than ever, I think the whole idea of cancel culture is poison to us. We can't afford to limit art or comedy or dialogue. And we certainly can't afford that now. We've become way too serious, way too sensitive. And now we're in the midst of a pandemic that's squeezing the souls from our bodies. Why are we making it worse by drowning our senses of humor. I think it's time to take our gloves off. Let's stop being so goddamn sensitive to everything. Show some humility. Here's something. It just happened the other day. I'll, it'll back it up. Do you know who Halsey is? I had no idea who she was. Until uh, she sat across from us at a, a Clippers game a few years ago. Got lucky. Got upgraded to almost courtside seats. Long story, not important. She's a really popular uh, pop singer. So recently, I just read this. She posted an Instagram image in response to a request from her fans who wanted to know what her lowest moment in her life was. Turns out, Halsey struggled with an eating disorder some time ago and posted a picture of herself. She was skinny, obviously. I didn't see the photo, but I've seen photos like this. And I'm going to tell you, it makes Auschwitz victims look like well-fed aristocrats. Apparently, this didn't sit well with some of her followers. I guess they weren't ready for some reality. They were triggered by her photo. I hate that word, triggered. It hurt their feelings. You know what came next? She had to take the photo down and then apologize to her followers for posting it. For posting the truth, which they asked for. She wrote, right, I wrote it down, but she wrote here. I'm very sorry for posting a photo of myself depicting my struggle with ED without a sufficient trigger warning. I was very nervous to post it and didn't think properly. I had positive intentions. 
I would never want to harm someone who shares my struggle. Now you've got to be shitting me with this bullshit. Halsey comes forward with something very personal at a request from her followers, something very important to young women who follow her. This is something a lot of young women struggle with. Body image is a big deal for women. She was doing them a favor. Do you know how brave that was of her? Depression, body issues, the list goes on. People have issues and they're rampant, especially with young women. She does something brave. It triggers these people. So soft. How dare she? And she has to issue an apology for this? For pouring out her personal life to people? For trying to help? Fuck you. Seriously, fuck you. This is the crux of the problem. When did we get this soft? Happened to Billie Eilish the other day, too. I swear, it's like an epidemic of hurty feelings. Eilish has this huge fan base, and some of her Instagram followers asked her to post some photos of some of her artwork. She draws a lot. She did. She goes, this is one of my favorites. Turns out, she likes to draw breasts and naked women. Like, (laughs) I'm pretty sure you know what I'm about to say next. Actually, I started to think about this. She posts, it was about, I don't know, earlier this year, she posted a photo of herself in a low-cut shirt. And her fans lost their minds. This is a girl who has always worn baggy clothes and layers of them. She can't even tell what her body looks like. All that time, people complained that she didn't dress like a woman. So she goes, all right. Shows a little cleavage. And now they slut shame her for it. I'm thinking, you know, this chick's getting naked at some point. She's going to show her titties just to piss people off. Anyway, she posts these drawings. Her fans lost their shit because, well, you know, triggered. And she lost 100,000 followers in under an hour. Ah, oh, man. Let's just sanitize everything, shall we? <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, help me spread the word here, everybody. Uh, filmnagash.com forward slash inane. Follow the show on Twitter at The Inane Podcast. Available now on Apple Podcasts. And God help me anywhere else they'll let me litter the internet with this filth. Enjoy yourselves tonight. Be safe. No drinking and driving. All right. This is a new chapter for us. I think we all deserve a break. Let's slow it down. Pump the brakes. Take a break. We've got a great opportunity this year to turn a page, to laugh more, to take life a little less seriously than we have been. If your football team happens to lose this weekend, try to not throw a shoe. We owe it to ourselves to bring a little levity, you know, into our lives. And I hope I can help you do that. This is, after all, Inane, a podcast about nothing in particular. I'll see you guys next week. Peace!